Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Ooh-wee. All right. Another week, another podcast. And we have only the best and brightest students with us this week. So we're going to start by introducing ourselves. Uh, to start myself, I am Braden Van Dyke. I am a lead team coach here, and I've been volunteering with Crossroads for four years. I'm Jaden. I'm homeschooled. I'm in 12th grade. I'm Aubrey. I am a junior at Reading High School. I'm Landon. I'm also a junior at Reading High School. I am Justice, and I am a senior in Quincy High School. Amazing. So this week we were talking about the story and character of Hannah. And Hannah is what we would call a prayer warrior, right? So she like prayed really, really long and really, really hard for something that she wanted. Um, And for her case, it was a child, a son, and eventually she was able to get it. We're kind of, it's the holiday season. It snowed last week. How do we feel about the snow? I'm so mad. Big fans? No. I'm just upset because like if you're going to have it, then have it. But if you're not, don't like... Throw it out there and then get rid of it. It's right, because it's like it's gone annoying. now. Yeah. No, I'd rather have It's a like slush, not slush. snow. It's weird. Yeah, Either it's have it or don't. Does Michigan have like five seasons? Like summer, fall, like slush, yeah. winter, yes. spring? Yeah. In a yeah. week. Very much. Jaden, thoughts on uh, snow? Hey, snow. <laughs> that was concise and to the point. <laughs> but snow means Christmas. And who doesn't love Christmas, right? And we all make, like, Christmas lists, right? Do you still make Christmas lists? Yeah. I do. My mom makes me, and she gets mad if yeah, I don't. Yeah, my mom gets mad at me if I don't And my as grandma. Well. Would you rather make a list and get it, or not make a list and not get what you want? I'd rather make a list. I just, right. don't, like, yeah. I just don't like making lists. And when you're yeah. older, and when you're, like, your mom's age, you'll appreciate having lists. Cause I just yeah. shopping with Ooh. my mom. Make it really easy yeah. for her. Oh. Oh, my mom funny. would never, ever let me see what I have. Oh, we were, we're not allowed to touch the presents or anything. <laughs> quick, quick side, side tangent. Santa, like, what about like how long? I believed until I was eleven, and my aunt told me that he's not real. Oh. I still believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cut, rewind. <laughs> I think I went until like I was like eight, and I'm like, Mom, this is the same handwriting as you. Um, what's happening? <laughs> For me, it was the song that went. He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. I was like, that doesn't seem right. Only my mom. Uh, oh, that was. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what is the craziest Christmas present you have ever wished for? And did you get it? For me, um, when I was a kid, the movie Marley and Me came out, and it was a puppy every single time. So, ever since Marley and Me, I wished for a puppy. And to this day, I've never gotten it. So, what is that sad sob story for you guys? <laughs> This one's just weird in general. Um, I would ask for a vacuum every year because my room was always a mess. And so I just really wanted a vacuum. I still haven't gotten it. Kind of upset about it. That shocks me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I asked for an Apple Watch and I got it. The only thing my mom has gotten me. Okay. (laughs) Talk about a sob story. I feel like every year, I always, like, ask for one expensive gift, you know? Like, because I just don't want a bunch of random stuff. Sure. Yeah. And my mom always gets mad at me. She's like, well, you're only going to get one item then. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, like, that's me too. That was me with the like, Apple Watch. Yeah, like, it's like, there's one thing you want. I don't watch. want a bunch of random 
stuff that I'm never going to use. Yeah. I have enough clothes. I get my yeah. own clothes. I was asked for practical things that, like, I know I'll use for so many more years. All right, Jaden. What's that crazy Christmas present you wished for? And did you get it? I just wanted money, and I didn't get it. <laughs> oh. Well. Sorry to hear that. That is really, really tough. Um, someday, you will grow up, get a job, and then you'll want something other than money because you just make money. And you'll be like, oh, I just want something. Hand-. Nope, just is shaking her head. Just kidding. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay. <laughs> Sentimentality is over. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so prayer and wishing, that's a really good like segue because a lot of times I think a basic understanding of prayer or if you ask some of your friends, like, what is prayer? They might be like wishing on a star or a vending machine. What are what are some words that come to mind for you when you think about prayer? I kind of think like intimate time with God, like just like sitting down and like spending time with God. So intimacy, I guess. It's probably going to sound weird, but I think like therapy, like mm. you like vent to God with all your problems and he can help solve them. I used to, my mom had this little... Okay, now I'm getting old. Those like little porcelain figures, yeah. right? Yeah, right? Yeah, I forget yeah. what they're called. Um, but there was one that had like like they have like little labels on them, mm-hmm. and the one my mom would always put on our nightstand was the one that says, "Tell it to Jesus." And so like that's what it ma- makes me think of because he's like kind of like your therapist where you can just like lay everything on him. So I like that response, Jaden. I agree. For me, when I think about prayer, I think of, like, just, like, a conversation with God and just, like, the love and trust that, like, I have with him. Shoot. Like, everyone else has this thing, and I don't. Um, And through it all, Hannah, going back to Hannah's story, she still trusted in God. She still believed that he was good. She still believed that he loved her and um, that he had special plans made out for her. Is it hard for you guys to believe what is true about God? And if so, which attributes of God are the hardest to believe? I'll be honest, at like the beginning of my faith, then like I kind of like was really skeptical about like like the walking on water. Like I was like, mm, no. But then like after Hiawatha, then like I had like a deep connection and realized that like God is really real. And mm-hmm. after that, then like things like that just seem to be easier like if our god can do all of these things then walking on water is really not that big of a deal (laughs) so once you start believing a few of these Mm -hmm. attributes of god or even what he did on earth yeah then you it's easier to believe the other ones absolutely um i think for me it's difficult for me to fathom like the thought of like eternity because when people tell you that you're going to go to heaven for eternity, you're like, hey, that's a long time. How is that possible? I'll be old and wrinkly in heaven. That's one of the only things. But then I just think about like, it also brings me comfort to know that people I've lost in my life are looking down on me. So I just kind of put that trust in him. I find it hard to believe sometimes. Well, I mean, I, I believe it, but that God has a plan for our lives. Because mm-hmm. like, I have no clue what I want to do after high school. And I'm hoping God will show me. But as of right now, I have no clue. The stories just, like, back when I was younger, they just didn't seem real. They just sounded like really cool stories, but I just didn't believe them as much as, like, reality. But now I do, I guess. I think for me, I think we like to make 
God almost human and we understand him in human terms, which is great on one hand, but the hard things to believe about God are the attributes that aren't relatable, right? Like he knows everything. He's everywhere all the time. Like he's at, like he's in our present past and our futures, right? Those are kind of like the mind blowing kind of stuff. Um, and I, I like the verse in Numbers 23, 19 that says that God is not a man, that he should not lie. So it's just like, it, it's a good constant reminder that God's not like us. And sometimes those things that we don't understand or are hard to believe, we can still trust him because God is God and we are not. And the more you read your Bible, then you learn stuff like that. And you're like, well, God's not like us. That's why he can have those like awesome things happen to his people. Um, there's one verse in James and it's like, it says, we know, oh, what is it? It's like, even the, even the devil knows how holy Jesus is Mm -hmm. and they tremble. And I'm like, that's one verse that like I saw and I was like, okay, so it's not just me who like, holy cow, like that's like, it's just crazy to think about how powerful God is and uh, be able to try and fathom it. So for our friends who maybe find it harder to believe what is true about God, how do we make it easier? How do you find that it's easier? Aubrey kind of mentioned reading her Bible. That's a huge one. What else? I would say talking to like pastors and adults that know a lot about it because they've studied it way longer than I have and they usually have pretty good answers to my questions. Um, I'm going to segue off Aubrey's, like, don't just read your Bible, but really study it. And if, cause I know I really struggled with actually like studying in it and understanding what my Bible is telling me. Um, but if you go on YouTube and simply look up like Bible study with me, then you can find like YouTube channels that I've done Bible studies and will help walk you through it so that it's not so hard and it's not so heavy on your shoulders. Because I also like, i would think when I was younger, like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Yeah, I've definitely found reading your Bible with other people also, like, because you can have your own perspective of anything in the Bible, and then, like, doing it with somebody else, then, like, you can see theirs, and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. That's another way that you can interpret this text. Yeah, those are all really great answers and really helpful, hopefully, for our listeners. Okay, so again, going back to that story of Hannah, she literally was pouring out her tears and her heart to God, asking and praying for this, uh, for this son and for this prayer request. Um, what are some of those things? Like, what do you care about so much that you would pray for it like Hannah? My friends, for sure. <laughs> I think for me, mine would definitely be my sister. She um, isn't in the best mental state and has we've had some problems in the past and I'm leaving for college soon. So like just that she gets closer to God and that she gets her mental health better and like find like feels free to talk to someone and not like she's a burden. When you guys find yourselves praying like Hannah and pouring your heart out, do you ever have moments like, man, what if, what if this doesn't work? Or what if God says no, or even worse, maybe what if God says, wait, not yet. Yeah. What do you do then? Yeah, I remember at Hiawatha then um, there was a speaker and after he had spoken on Tuesday night, which is like the night, 
then she ended up not getting up and I remember like bawling when I was going out and I went to another friend and we were just like sitting there like crying together just like so upset and then by the end of it she ended up like standing up and walking out Mm. and then we were crying even harder because like (laughs) yes (laughs) for me when my prayers don't get answered I just kind of i be more that I'm different and we're not gonna agree on everything just giving it to God um one major scenario that I think of when I think about surrendering things to God was when my sister was hospitalized this February um because it was also during a time during COVID so I just had to surrender um what I was feeling and any doubts that I had just to him and pray that he would do what he needed to do in order to help my sister where she really needed it. I agree with Aubrey. The family and friends is definitely the hardest. What about the things that God has blessed you in your life with? Maybe it's um, your family. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's talents academically or athletically or uh, dramatically. What are those things that are really hard to surrender to God? Definitely my athletics. Like, it's hard for me to, like, not keep my composure during athletics, but, like, just, like, always be thinking of God. And, like, this year I've been trying to, like, get better at that and, like, putting my ego aside, I guess, and more, like, everybody on this court knows that, like, I follow Christ and I need to be, like, showing that and, like, showing his love and not my own feelings, I guess. I think just school in general, because sometimes when you're around like the crowd, it's hard to show that you really love God, especially with the things people say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, that's what I'd say. Um, I think for me, I'm a very social person. That's a gift that I've been given. And I think sometimes it's hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes it's hard for me to... Um, stand up for not only myself but my religion sometimes in big groups. I have a hard time surrendering, surrendering I guess my time because I try my best to fit God into my day and like pray and stuff but it's not always easy so I try. Does knowing that you have to surrender whatever you get from God to God change the way that you pray? Like is it weird to think that Maybe sometimes that makes us not want to ask God for things anymore if we know we have to just give it right back. Like, how hard would it have to be for Hannah to pray for this one thing that her heart desires, knowing that she won't be able to have it in a way that she might have envisioned or wanted to have it? I feel like it's intimidating when you're told that you have to surrender something to God, but I feel like if you just keep that trust then like you'll just surrender it like there's some instances with your family where you have a family get together but your friends invited you to go hang out so you surrender that time with your friends staying out with your family and you should do the same thing with God for me I'd probably say like back to like when camp happened and like she wasn't getting up then I was like it was almost like soul crushing like knowing that she just wasn't gonna like be saved and like we'd worked so hard to get her there and like it just felt like all my efforts of like getting her there and like 
just everything that like I had to do and like convince her with um just kind of like was gonna go out the window like it didn't seem to matter to God excuse me and that hurt another one of those fun things we can tack on to the end of prayer requests is always saying to God and if not he is still good the more we say things to ourselves, the more we believe it, right? Mm-hmm. The more we're in the word, the more we're praying. Mm-hmm. Um, what becomes uh, a habit of obedience becomes a habit of love. Any parting thoughts on the story of Hannah and praying for things? Um, I think it's really inspiring that like she just would like she gave everything to God, and after she got what she prayed for so much, she gave it right back to God, and it set, really sets an example as for what we should do. Yeah, piggybacking piggybacking off of Justice, what she said about, like, it is inspiring to have somebody pray for so long. And, like, she didn't give up on it. Like, she kept praying for it, even if, like, part of her was like, I keep praying. It's not happening. I should just give up. But she kept praying for it, and then she finally got it, and then she just gave it up because that was God's plan for her, which is, like, Crazy, awesome. I'd just say she had resilience and courage. I don't know. Is that right to say? And courage? Cause <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking, but yeah. I couldn't think I was using the right word. Resilience, yeah. She. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like she didn't give up praying, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's resilience. That's what that means, yeah. right? People thought. And she had to deal with, what's her face? She was drunk. She had perseverance. And, and the wife, the other yeah. wife. And yeah, exactly. There's so many pressures that we don't even think about. Yeah. You knew nice what I meant. word choice. You knew what nice I meant. Nice word choice. So proud. <laughs> Jaden, any last thoughts? Um, that she was persistent. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good word. one. That's a good one. Snaps yeah. all around for that. All right. Yeah, you guys have been awesome and a no, hoot you. and a no, wild. you. And you guys have been listening to another Homegrown Remix podcast. See you Ooh. next week. Signing out. <laughs> Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.